0: Here we go, another episode of The Dugout. This is going to be episode three. We're recording Tuesday, February 26th. Again, my name is Matt, here with Bunger alongside me. I can't believe we're still here, man. I can't believe they let us make a third episode.
1: I know, week three, and we haven't been uh, kicked out yet. So
0: I know, we're doing some pretty crazy stuff in here talking about baseball.
1: Let's keep it rolling and see how long we can get away with all of this.
0: <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. On today's slate, we, uh, we, t- we want to talk about the AL Central. Harper is still unsigned as of right now, but it could, wouldn't it suck if it happened right after we stopped recording.
1: Yeah, you know it'd be really cool if he signs as we are recording, so we can like literally break live news. Yeah, would
0: be cool, but we'll see. We want to talk a little bit about Robert Kraft and a little bit about Zion Williamson. So some basketball and some football news on today's episode. Let's start with Robert Kraft. What do you know about the? What do you know about what's going on with him?
1: I mean. He is the owner, CEO, and chairperson of the hated New England Patriots of the National Football League. As a Jets fan, I admire the man because he is a uh, great owner and has done a lot of great things for his franchise. But I guess I shouldn't say admire based on what just happened to him.
0: No, he's my favorite part of the Patriots organization. So hearing this, I don't even really care to be honest.
1: It's just, it's not a good look for, no. number one, for him, the organization, because the Patriots are one of the most hated organizations in all of professional sports, let alone football.
0: Yeah, so for those listeners who aren't on Twitter and haven't been seeing just the absolute slander of Bob Kraft, uh, going on on social media right now, he was recently charged with two first-degree misdemeanor counts of soliciting a person to commit prostitution at a massage parlor in Florida. Yeah. One of the times this happened was the morning of the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs.
1: Not a good look at all.
0: Not a good look. But this guy is, I mean, the speed, the absolute speed and the secrecy this happened that it just came out recently, that he was able to be in Florida, take a flight to Kansas City and be there on time for the Patriots game against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game.
1: But supposedly it was more than just him. Like, there's yeah. this whole ring of, like, high-profile executives and CEOs. So.
0: I just picture him when he got caught. It was like a Scooby-Doo villain. He's like, ah, oh, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you and a meddling <laughs> dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, enough of Robert Kraft, but I just thought that was funny. It's just it's kind of weird because he's old. It's like he could be someone's great grandpa.
1: Well, I mean, he's old and he's has a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And I think he's married, too. I thought his wife died recently. Okay, I uh, you know. I that... thought his
0: original. I'm, I think he's remarried, but I think his original, like long-term old lady wife, passed away within the past five years. I don't know.
1: Yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Let's go Harper. Okay. All right, so Bryce Harper, uh, as of right now, like we mentioned, he's still unsigned. Uh, it'd be really cool if he signs during this podcast, and we'll keep you updated. But how is he still unsigned? One of the best players in baseball today, and I would say, arguably ever when his career is done.
0: He's still unsigned because he's fishing for more money and he's going to be able to get it.
1: You know, I'm not going to lie. I saw something on Twitter that right after Manny Machado signed and it was reported, you know, we covered it last week, his $300 million deal, it said, this is Harper's new demand. It said $300 million and one penny. It's funny yeah. because these guys have been tied together since, you know, they were drafted. They came into the league together. And neither of them wanted to sign first. And now I think it's... Harper wants to make a stand and say that he deserves the highest contract ever and is worth more than Machado, which I think
0: he is. He might be. That's up for debate. But the thing is, he wants to be able to make the most money while also not tying himself down. So he wants that, like, three-year opt-out. He wants that long deal and a lot of money but wants the opt-out too.
1: Yeah, and it's tough because a lot of people don't want to give him... Supposedly his demands are high too because he wants a no-trade clause and everything too. Right. So he wants the perfect contract, which... He's going to have to sacrifice something.
0: I don't think he will. I saw on Twitter today that there, there are reports that the Dodgers offered him 10-year, $310 million with the opt-out after the third year. Mm-hmm. So that's been reported, and it's also been reported that the Phillies kind of gave him a, Bryce Harper an ultimatum basically to decide ASAP or they're going to just pull their offer and it's done. Yeah,
1: I saw that too when you sent me the notes, uh, you know, your notes for the show today. Yeah. I saw that and I looked it up and it was actually updated and reported that if Bryce Harper doesn't accept the Phillies' offer by 11.59 p.m. tonight, they're out. They're done? Supposedly. So for all you Philly fans out there, if this is your guy and you want him, hopefully he smartens up and agrees to take that contract.
0: Yeah, and I guess they're really concerned with the emergence of the Dodgers uh,
1: as an interested contender for Harper. The Phillies are really concerned that he's going to end up there. I mean, we talked about it with Machado. The whole allure of LA and the endorsement deals, the nice weather of Cali. Yeah. And well, Bryce Harper is that Hollywood guy.
0: And today, Nolan Arenado signed a pretty big extension.
1: Oh yeah, two hundred and sixty million dollars. That's nice. Which makes him the most paid
0: player annually, a uh, position player, other than one pitcher, Zach Greinke, who you said is the mo is the richest person. Per yeah, season.
1: Zach Greinke makes over thirty four million dollars annually. So, like you said, Arenado's new contract today, uh, I think you said before it was eight uh, eight years, 260000000 million. Opt-out after three. Yeah, pays him like 31 or $32 million annually. Not a bad deal. Not at all. Um, and you know what? In my opinion, he is the best third baseman in baseball, so I think he deserves this extension, and I think it just shows how much the Padres overpaid for Machado.
0: I agree, and it. Again, coming back to Harper, this just proves to him at least, and his agent Scott Boris, that if Nolan Arenado got a big contract like that, Bryce Harper wants to be the number one paid player mm-hmm. annually.
1: Yep, and they can use that as maybe a last minute, uh, you know, tipping point for his contract.
0: Definitely. So let's hope we get some news during this podcast because that'd be cool to talk about. I mean, we've talked about it for three weeks now. Where he could possibly land, it's looking like either Phillies, Giants, or Dodgers. Unless I,
1: I mean, if you had to pick one right now, where do you think he's going? Let's say it breaks live as we're doing this. Do- uh, Dodgers. You're gonna go Dodgers.
0: All the tweets, all the social media guys are saying that it's the the the, the scale is highly you know, tipped for the Dodgers. Now. Highly tipped for the Dodgers now that they've reemerged. They can pay the money. It's a team. It's a team that been in the playoffs from recent years and
1: yeah, and they just they're always that. One or two p, they always collapse. So that one piece could be Bryce Harper to carry them to the World Series.
0: Yep, well, try it out Machado. Now yeah. they can try out Harper if they want, but they're gonna have to kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit because if it doesn't work out and he does get that third year opt out, then they paid that money mm-hmm. for a guy not to stay in the long for the long haul.
1: Well, see, that's my thing. I think if Harper is willing to accept that opt out, he goes to the Dodgers. If not, I think he's gonna go to the rival Giants. Because, yeah. like we said, he, he wants to be the guy, and I think they'll give him the longest contract with the most money because, realistically, who else do they have in that outfield? Um, exactly. <laughs> Drawing a blank, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. It, the reports are saying that the Phillies are basically— they started as a favorite, it seemed, and now it just kind of seems like nothing is going to be going in their favor.
1: Yeah, supposedly he's unsold on Philly and really unsure about the culture there. But I know he's very good friends with their first baseman, Reese Hoskins, and he commented on his Instagram post. Uh, he was like, what's up, kid? So maybe they're good friends, and that will be the selling point Maybe the last minute to go to Philly.
0: This could be very bad for Philadelphia if they were unable to sign Machado and if they are unable to sign Harper. And it looks like Trout doesn't want to leave, leave anytime soon, Anaheim. Yeah, no. So no big-time free agents for the Philadelphia Phillies, maybe. We'll see. We will see little bit of Yankees talk here. We're both Yankees fans. Got to say it. Aaron Hicks signed a seven-year, $70 million deal today. Or yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday.
1: So, all right, Matt, what do you think about it? Let's take think, your reaction, then we'll go to mine.
0: I think it's a, I think it's really cool. I think it's a pretty good story. I mean, what he started with the Twins?
1: Yeah, well, he started with, um, I know he was cut by two teams. so I think he started with someone before the Twins okay. and then got picked up by them and then made a comeback, and then got traded to the Yankees on like a low-ball deal.
0: Yeah, he grinded. He earned this for sure. You said in the first episode he's like a top-tier center fielder. Yeah, a
1: lot of people are saying after his career year this past year that they anticipate him to be a top-five center fielder in baseball. I'm still unsold on it after one year, but I actually have some stats here about Aaron Hicks' uh, career year last year and why they think that this extension is great for the Yankees. So... Last year, Aaron Hicks played in 137 games, hit 27 home runs, 79 RBIs, was responsible for 90 runs, and had a 4.7 war. All of these were career highs. Now, for those of you that say, well, Aaron Hicks hasn't been playing that long, you're wrong. He has actually been in the MLB for six years. It just shows you how rapidly this guy rose from... Being a bench player or a you know a nobody, even though he was a first round pick, because he was a disappointment to now being a key part in a contending team, and yeah. it shows in the contract he signed. The fans love him. I love him. I love him too. The thing is, now this officially means that the Yankees are out on Bryce Harper. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I really couldn't care less. But back to Harper for a second. I'm at this
0: talking about this guy brings me back to a sad time in my life when I was a little more active on Twitter. And I was bashing Buffalo sports for whatever reason. And, like, a diehard Sabres fan tweeted me and said that I was the community college version of Bryce Harper plus 75 pounds. <laughs> when Basically. was this? Oh, man. This had to have been, like, two years ago probably. All right. So I,
1: I didn't know you at this time.
0: No. Well, not not so well. But, like, I don't know. I would. I just get sick of the Buffalo sports fans saying this is our year, this is our year. So I said something about it to, like, a sports reporter. hmm and him and, his, him and his buddies just came hard back at me. Very hard.
1: That's funny. So,
0: the keyboard warriors almost had me tearing up, but we'll get past it and forget about it when he signs. Uh, another Yankees tidbit Troy Tulowitzki hits a home run in his first at bat with
1: the Yankees. Oh, I know. You had to be pumped about that. Against right. the Blue Jays. Yeah, against his former team Perfect who basically timing. paid him, uh, they're paying him $20 million right now because they believe he can't play anymore. How good must it feel in your first spring training at bat against your former team? Huge boost of confidence to just knock one over the wall. Yeah, but I know you're a huge fan of Tulawitzki. You know, everyone knows that I am. So
0: yeah, I love Tulawitzki. I love the pickup, and I'm I'm glad he was able to do that against his former team, who really didn't believe in him. But that's got to prove to yourself that you, you can still do, it. Yeah, you can still do it. Yeah. So that's enough for the Yankees. We're talking AL Central today. Before we go anywhere in deeper into the AL Central, I just want to say. Google the AL Central logos. They are the ugliest, most boring logos in all of sports.
1: Yeah. the I, It's just it's so plain. I didn't realize it until I thought about it after seeing your notes. Yeah. Every team in this division except the Kansas City Royals, and it depends on which logo you use, um, their primary or their secondary, literally has a letter of the alphabet as their primary logo. Yeah. The Indians is just the Red Sea. Detroit's mm-hmm. that, like, cursive D. Yeah. Um, the white socks is just socks spelled out kind of with an S.
0: Like diagonally? Is that the word? No, no. No,
1: No, the one that's just like, it's just straight now. Okay. Um, the twins, I mean, the twins is kind of cool, but they could do so much more. I'm just saying collectively. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a, I don't think I've ever seen so many logos, especially in the same division in any sport, be so boring and unthrilling. So you're
0: on the, you, you agree with me?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Like I said, the only one that I think is cool is the Royals or the Indians, but they can't use the uh, Chief Wahoo logo anymore Yeah. due to, you know, everyone being sensitive now about Native Americans in right. sports Which teams. is fine, which is understandable. Yeah, no, it's hey, understandable. if you're
0: listening to this and you haven't seen these logos together, Google it and just really analyze these logos. It's just like you couldn't come up with something better?
1: Yeah, no, it's so plain. And if you guys have any comments or – debate, always feel free to message us, DM us on Twitter and everything. Right. Like I said, my, my handle's at sports attic ninety seven, so
0: I'm Matt underscore hair H E R R and then the number two. We're well, always open to talk yeah. about
1: these topics on the show.
0: Another thing is this was probably the least competitive comp or least competitive division in baseball last year. With the Indians being the high win team with ninety one and the twins with seventy eight. Tigers was 64, White Sox 62, and Royals 58. So this division, looking at the standings from last year, was pretty weak.
1: It kind of looked like a minor league baseball division.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Indians were the only team above five hundred.
1: I mean, yeah, you're right. I didn't even realize that. I thought the Twins were above five hundred, but no. Um, And even going into that, the projected standing, as you guys know we always cover here, They have the Indians improving four games, winning 95. The Twins winning nine, going 87 and 75. The White Sox winning 12, and they're still only 74 and 88. The Royals winning five, and they're 63 and 99. And the Tigers, they lose two more games and go 62 and 100. So you have three teams in your division, all with... Less than 75 wins projected. Of course, these are just projections. Any big uh, injuries can happen. Some guys can become hot or cold. But that is absolutely abysmal. At, it, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me.
0: Not a great division. Let's just start with the Royals.
1: You want to start with the Royals? Yeah. Okay.
0: So we talked NL East last week, correct? Yes. And we mentioned the Mets and how they w- weren't that far away from the World Series just a few years back. They were in it in 2015 against the Royals. So the Royals finished last in the division, don't look that great for the future, and they were, like we just said, 2015 World Series, and it was a pretty quick fall-off after winning that year.
1: Well, everyone said that was their window, that, you know, 2014, 2015, and then all the key guys left, and now we are certainly seeing the aspects and dominoes falling on the Kansas City Royals organization.
0: Right. Right. But there's a guy that seems promising for them, and it's going to be Adalberto Mondesi. Mondesi? Mondesi? Either way. Middle infielder. They love this guy. He seems to be the centerpiece they want to build around. Just a quick stat line here. Since 1974, Mondesi's 14 home runs and 32 stolen bases are matched by only six players who are 22 or younger. Listen to these names. If this shows any promise in this guy, Mike Trout, Hanley Ramirez, Jimmy Rollins, A-Rod, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds.
1: So all six of those guys are guys that are either considered top-of-the-league players in their prime or guys that were at least key contributors like Jimmy Rollins. Right. That is absolutely crazy.
0: So there's a lot of promise
1: with this guy in the Royals organization, Adalberto Mondesi. I mean, and... Going off of the Royals, too, um, I know I said that they lost a lot of guys after the fall of the World Series. Obviously, we know from last week, Eric Hosmer left and signed that deal with the Padres uh, just over a year ago. Now he has one full season in uh, San Diego. You know, they lost, they, they just lost a lot. I mean, these are the key guys on the Royals right now when you search their roster. They have Danny Duffy, who's their ace as a starting pitcher. He's probably not an ace anywhere else. Former Yankee in Ian Kennedy. One of the best hitting catchers in Salvador Perez still, who he was a key contributor in the World Series. So he's still there at least. They have a young gun in Whit Merrifield, who I think can be one of the best second basemen in a couple of years. He's pretty good. Uh, And then their outfield, though, that's where this gets interesting. They have Jorge Soler, the guy that underperformed in the Cubs for years. So maybe he can turn it around. Speedy Billy Hamilton. And then the guy that everyone loves in Kansas City and Alex Gordon. I mean, he's been there since, like, 2006. I remember mm-hmm. playing games like MLB Power Pros in, like, the first MLB of the show, and he was their young and upcoming prospect. So he's definitely a fan favorite. But... No one on that team is really a star besides Perez, and that's why I think that everyone projects them to do bad yet again. What's their projection? Where they're supposed to finish? Their projection this year is fourth place in the division at sixty-three and ninety-nine.
0: Hmm, that's uh, riveting. Yeah, it's yeah, riveting. it's really bad. Looks looks like a lot of promise for the Royals this year. Must be really exciting to be a fan of them.
1: I I don't know. It's projections, so you never know. But yeah. It, things certainly aren't looking right if you're a, a Kansas City Royals fan. Let's go on to Cleveland, close, close to Edinburgh here. Yeah, two hours away. We have a lot of Indians fans up here. You always have to hear how they're going to overtake the Astros and the Yankees, and they're, they might not be the favorite, but it's their year.
0: They have a lot of talent. They do. They have a lot of talent. Before we get into their talent and before we get into their roster and projection, Hanley Ramirez used to be a big-name guy. Just signed a minor league deal with the Indians. He hasn't played MLB baseball since last May.
1: Yeah, and he did get the invite to spring training, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, he, I mean, he can. it's kind of like Tulawitzki right now. Yeah. It, he was a great player who, you know, had some unlucky uh, breaks, either with injuries or just playing opportunities. And now maybe he'll return to somewhat form and come back. I
0: think that's a pretty good pickup by them. I do. I think it's he's a big-name guy. If anything, it's just a veteran presence. Exactly. If nothing else works out, if he can't, you know. And they
1: can keep him as a bench off the bat, too, with the right. DH or, you know, right. an extra fielder or anything. It's the AL, so. So I like that.
0: Um, pff, Pitching staff could take a hit soon.
1: It, it's a lot of question marks. They have a lot of guys, but they might – they've been connected to trading Corey Kluber. Yep. And Trevor Bauer as well. So if you lose two of your top five guys – it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what the, what happens with that because that's certainly a big hit, and they're going to take a big fall then.
0: Could take a huge fall, and that could allow a team like the Twins to make a move. Yeah. Make a move up in the division and, re, and uh, take over that first-place spot.
1: I mean, to put it in perspective, the Indians were 91-71 and 71 last year. The Twins were 78-84. and 84. So if you lose a guy who's a Cy Young candidate in Kluber and then lose Trevor Bauer, the Bauer outage— the, the Twins can certainly come in and overtake them.
0: Right, and the Twins last year, I mean, I, f- I felt like that. Even 78 win was a pretty surprising season for those guys. Mm-hmm. And they seem w- way more talented this year.
1: Oh, yes. We'll cover that we'll too. We'll get into that in a minute, yeah.
0: But the Indians have had a lot of success in recent years. They have a lot of, I mean, big-name guys in their team, including Lindor and Kipnis and Jose Ramirez and Carlos Santana. But as we mentioned, if they lose two of those, if they lose those two pitchers, that could be bad
1: for their franchise and moving forward. Yeah, it certainly can. I mean, if you lose Bauer and Kluber, that leaves your top two starting pitchers right now as Mike Clevenger, who I mean he's rising in the MLB, and Danny Salazar. Those guys are definitely two capable pitchers, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not what Indians fans are used to. They were very close to winning a
0: World Series in 2016. If you guys remember, they were they blew a three-one lead against the Cubs, allowing the Cubs to win their first World Series in over 100 years. 108. 108. Yeah. So, they could have gone from nearly winning a World Series to losing two of the MLB's top pitchers.
1: Yep, and I remember that World Series well because my roommate's a big Cubs fan, and every night was well every night the games were on was screaming at the TV. It was certainly loud in hard room those nights. Poor guy. It was yeah. It was kind of bad. All right, so
0: Indians, got Indians. We got the Royals. Where do you want to go now?
1: Uh, do you want to go to the Tigers? Yeah. I feel like they're always middle of the pack in the Central. Let's do Tigers. Yep. Go um, ahead. All right, so Tigers. Just for those of you that don't know, last year they finished with a record of sixty four and ninety eight, uh, way under five hundred baseball. This year, they're projected to be 62-100, and finishing last place in the division, which I don't really get. How do you go from being one of the top teams in baseball, probably over the last decade when they had guys like Verlander and Miguel Cabrera and Ian Kinsler, to now just completely falling? It's kind of like the fall of the Phillies that we talked about last week.
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned Cabrera, because I have here, he's coming off an injury, an arm injury. And he played in spring training the other day, but he released a comment that he he feels uncomfortable. He doesn't feel like he's in baseball shape, and he's 35 years old. So it makes you think, as, as the Tigers front office, what does the future hold for this guy? Can you get any value for him now if you try to trade him away?
1: Well, the thing is, too, he has that monster contract. He basically right. has that monster deal until he rides off into the sunset.
0: But you gotta you got to think, like, if if he's not feeling right,
1: like, how much is he going to contribute? How much is
0: he going to contribute at this age with the monster contract? Can they trade him, get any sort of value? Something to think about.
1: Well, the thing is, too, the Detroit Tigers have one of the worst uh, track records with monster contracts. Yeah. Because you'll remember this after I say it, but they had Prince Fielder way back. That's right. And he was on a monster That's deal right. there. It was over $200 million And he went there... Um, got hurt and then just wasn't the same. Like I mean he was good for a year or two, but then after that, he was done. He wasn't Prince Fielder. Like you feel bad because the guy was so dominant for so long and then he basically scampered off like a lost puppy to end his career. Is he in the league still or no? No, Prince Fielder is no longer in the MLB. Okay. Well hopefully Miguel... that doesn't happen with Miggy.
0: I'm a fan of Miguel Cabrera. I've been a fan of he was on the he started with the Marlins?
1: Yep. Started with the Marlins way Marlins. back.
0: Right. When they were Florida Marlins.
1: Yep, and they played in that old stadium that, honestly, they should keep over that new one.
0: Yeah, well, that's another topic, I guess. But, so, if I'm the Tigers, I try to get rid of Miguel Cabrera. Or,
1: I don't even know what I would try to do. Or maybe get someone so he can, like, platoon games with. Yeah. So, like, when he's feeling good, he plays. And then when he's hurt, you have someone else.
0: It's just, at his age, his bounce-back factor doesn't really come into play because... I mean, 35 doesn't sound too old, but if it's a big injury where you're not feeling right before the season starts, how fast until you're feeling right?
1: Exactly. And for a guy that's known as a power hitter, any pain in your arm can affect your swing and everything. So
0: the Tigers, every third-place team in each division had, in 2018, had at least 80 wins. So the Tigers in the AL Central finished in third with 64 so if that tells you anything about the division and the competition and where these, where the standings were, this division is bad.
1: Yeah, that divi- absolutely. That
0: division was easy for the Indians to win. And the Tigers also finished with 64 wins two years in a row, 2017 and 2018. No, no improvement, no decline, just staying stagnant. And that's the last thing an MLB team wants.
1: No, you always want to improve. But, I mean, I guess there is one positive outlook of it. At least they didn't really decline and go down. Yeah, but... How can you be happy, though, with 64 wins? If I'm
0: a Tigers fan and I see that they're not making any strides to improve and they get the same amount of wins two years in a row, and it's not a positive amount of wins, it, it would it would piss me off a little bit.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, the one good thing I will say about the Tigers is this offseason they have made some moves, I think, to improve. What um, do you got? They've signed Josh Harrison, who with, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates. connection yeah. being so close to Edinburgh, right. former pirate, he'll probably he, he can play in the outfield as well, but he'll probably take over somewhere in the infield at second base. I think he's on a one year deal for like eight million, but he's a guy who can steal bases, hits for a pretty decent average, and has a little bit of pop in his bat. Uh, they also signed Jordy Mercer, another former pirate. Yep. And then they still have guys like Nick Castellanos in the outfield. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, if he bounces back, and then That's they a have big if. yeah, and then they have, they have a pretty capable pitching staff, if they can all hit their stride. They have Michael Fulmer, who is a really good pitcher, but just wasn't healthy last year. Matt Moore, Tyson Ross, Jordan Zimmerman, all big what ifs. But if these guys and this rotation get it clicking, they can certainly make some moves. But like the Tigers just seem like a team of what ifs or what could have been.
0: I'm with you there, and we'll see what happens here when the season begins soon. Before we continue, quick ad read for Bonnell's Auto Group. Supporters of WFSE include Bonnell's Collision in Erie and Fairview, providing a full range of automotive collision repair services. Information is available on the web at Bonnell'sCollision.com. So, a automotive car advertisement not a fan no nah, well, no have you had
1: any problems with your car Matt
0: yeah a couple times every now and then it seems like the worst times where cars just are like I'm gonna stop working
1: well when you don't have the money when you have a lot of stuff going on it just seems to go out
0: that seems to be how it happens but now I know where to take it I guess Bono's auto repair dude we don't auto have to go.
1: we don't have to do more of this ad read you, you, you <laughs> can stop giving them business all me. right
0: whatever T- enough about cars <laughs> We covered the Tigers, we covered the Indians, and Royals. We have White Sox and Twins left. Where do you want to go with this bonger?
1: You want to go to the White Sox? I feel like they're kind of the more interesting team. Of the, twi- of the two? Yeah, of the yeah. two. I mean, I don't think they're better, but I think just them being tied to Machado for so long, people are kind of interested to see where this team's going to go now. Yeah, let's do it. All right, do you want to start or do you want me to start here? Well,
0: really the only thing I, I have to say is that they lost out on Machado. They did. That's really all, all I have to say about them.
1: I mean... They make moves that it seemed aggressive to get Machado in signing his family and friends in John Jay and Yonder Alonso. Right. So everyone thought he was going there. And then, I mean, they still at least they still have a star in Jose Abreu. That guy's one of the best first basemen in all of baseball. So at least they still have somebody. But for all of you that don't know who else the White Sox have, they actually have a very decent pitching staff and bullpen right now. They got Alex Colome former closer of the Tampa Bay Rays. He led the ALN saves two years ago. They got Kelvin Herrera, used to be on the Royals. Uh, They have a young gun who's actually hopefully returning from injury, Michael Kopich. He's like a starter that can throw consistently like 100 miles an hour. Former Yankee in Yvonne Nova, a guy who always seems to underperform but get hot for a couple-start stretch. They got two good catchers in uh, Willington Castillo and James McCann. And then, obviously, they have Abreu, uh, Yonder Alonso. They have Tim Anderson to play short. And then the guy that everyone seems to know on the White Sox, Jan Moncada, the big trade ship from the Red Sox trade when they got Chris Sale. Right. Maybe he'll finally hit his stride.
0: Well that's, that's all good and dandy that they have a nice roster, but at the end of the day, they haven't made the playoffs since 2008.
1: 2008, man, that was a good team. Made a lot of guys on that team. Yeah,
0: let me name you some guys here. Uh, what do we got? What we got? A.J. Przinski, Joe Creedy. That's a name that I forgot about, but I love that guy.
1: Dude, I loved A.J. Przinski.
0: Przinski, yeah. Uh, Paul Canerco, Nick Swisher, an ex-Yankee, too. Ooh. Juan Uribe, Jermaine Dye, Jim Tomei, and Ken Griffey Jr. And that team produced 89 wins, which is kind of average.
1: And it's kind of surprising when you right. think of all the talent all that the talent was on that, that team. They had,
0: and that's what they produced, which, I don't know, it's just... You don't make the playoffs for 10-plus years, and then it seems like you're going to—the tides are going to turn a little bit, and it seems like you're going to sign a big-name guy like Machado, and things might look up, but then—
1: You just miss out.
0: It all comes crashing down. You miss out. The whole White Sox organization seemed pretty surprised by it. Yeah. It's like, where do you go now? You just ride with the guys you got and hope for for better luck this season?
1: I I don't know. If I'm (sighs) them— I would try to sign a, a big starting pitcher. Dallas Keuchel still out there. Maybe yeah. they'll go and sign him. I mean, if they're willing to give all this money to Machado, you have to do something to keep your fan base interested, right? Because otherwise, are you are you gonna say stay stagnant with a third or fourth place finish? Last year they only went sixty two and hundred, and then this year seventy four and eighty eight projected. So mm. I mean, yeah, you win twelve more games, which is great, but maybe by getting a big star you can really you know catapult yourself into contention there
0: yeah it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the guys that they have you mentioned that they don't they don't have a terrible roster no they don't they have good position players pitching looks a little sketchy but i i mean i don't know it it's playoff or bust i feel like sooner or later
1: i mean if you're a fan of a team how long do you give your team to like Basically, be successful again before you just start getting frustrated.
0: I guess you gotta remember, Cleveland Browns—they <laughs> give their team a long time. Yeah. The fans of the Cleveland Browns give their they give their team a long time.
1: Browns fans are a different breed, man. We know from being close them in Edinburgh.
0: Bills too, I guess, yeah, even they, though they just made the playoffs last th-
1: year. They're some of the most loyal fans you can have in any sport.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of like a, a diehard White Sox fan.
1: No, I mean, but given we're not anywhere near Chicago, so who knows. Yeah, but there's the only one I know is Obama who likes every like Chicago sports yeah. team.
0: Well there's 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 sports fans everywhere. I've never heard of, I mean I've met I've definitely heard of someone liking the White Sox, but it's not like diehard, like I care a hundred percent about the White mm-hmm. Sox.
1: They're not your ride or die, like Exactly, exactly. I'm so passionate about them.
0: Anyway, let's let's finish out here with the Twins. All right. Let's see. Twins, I feel like, are a Yankees uh Yankees leave there and end up with the Twins, or at least they got like three or four guys.
1: I know it's ridiculous. I mean, you say that, and just guys that used to be on the Yankees that I have, uh, Michael Pineda, Tyler Austin, uh, Ronald Torres, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's only like th- it's only a few guys, but
0: just to think like, they all ended up on the same team there. Kind of, kind of cool, but also at the same time, it's ironic. It's ironic. They stay. They stay in the American League. Is Pineda still a good, productive pitcher? Uh,
1: he, I mean, he's still kind of bit by the injury bug. They say that this will be the year he returns to form, and I hope so because I felt bad for the way things like shook out with the Yankees for him. But we'll see. I mean, what do you determine successful? You know, it's. I think just staying healthy for the whole year would be a success for him. Honestly. Yeah,
0: that, that's a pretty big success story. Um, but other than other than those guys, they have a pretty decent roster as well in terms of, you know, Miguel Sano, Marwin Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. He just signed there just for
1: two signed. years, $21 million.
0: And a And a big bat in Nelson Cruz, who's had a lot of success in his career, especially Rangers. That's when he kind of blew up.
1: Yep. Texas Rangers. And then he went to the uh, Mar- Seattle Mariners right? for a
0: while. So he he's a good hitter. They have some pretty big bats with, including him and Sano, who was... Did he win the Home Run Derby last year? Or was he in the finals? or? I think I it was-
1: I, honestly, I don't know. I'd have to get back to you on that. The thing with Sano is I just remember him being so highly coveted. And then last year he got sent down to AAA for half the season because he couldn't stay healthy and then he just kept striking out. Right. So let's see if he can return to form. But Home run or strikeout. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It seems like home run or bust to him. But now that they have him and Cruz, those are a scary 3-4 hitter potentially.
0: Yeah, Definitely. So they finished in second in the division last year, which, as I mentioned, was somewhat surprising for a team like the Twins that no one kind of expected to be successful at all and kind of had them finishing low
1: in the division. What are they... they, uh... Projected to do this year second place again, uh, winning nine more games, going 87 and 75. So projected to improve. I mean, and looking at this roster, I have some highlighted players here. You can definitely see why. They got an ace in Jose Barrios. And then... Other really good pitchers in Kyle Gibson, Jake O'Dorizzi, and then two question marks in Pineda and Martin Perez just staying healthy. Uh good bullpen guy in Addison Reed, former New York Met. Tyler Austin and CJ Crone can be first base um, you know, platoon or outfield. Jonathan Scope, former Oriole. Um, we already talked about Marvin Gonzalez and Nelson Cruz. But then listen to all these guys in the outfield too. They have they might put Marvin Gonzalez there. They have Max Kepler, their like franchise center fielder who always flies under the radar, Byron Buxton and Eddie Rosario, who they'll probably put at shortstop now. But th- that's pretty uh, a pretty decent lineup, if you ask me. I mean, definitely.
0: You don't you don't want to talk about though? Where is Mourneau and Mauer?
1: Well, I mean, Joe Mauer just retired this yeah. past season, so I bet you Twin fans are still a little sad about that. But, yeah, that, that's funny. When I, when I think of the Minnesota Twins, that's the thing I was think of. Joe Maurer. Joe Justin Maurer Morneau. and Justin Morneau.
0: Right. Where's Morneau?
1: Uh, the last that I knew, Justin Morneau, I think, was making a comeback with the Pirates. Let's see. I, you going to look him up real quick? Yeah, All right.
0: yeah, yeah. Justin Morneau. For some reason, the, like, the recommended search for Justin Morneau is his wife. Justin Morneau wife.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, that's not even his stats or anything. Wow.
0: Yeah, uh, last MLB appearance, October 2nd, 2016, for the Chicago White Sox.
1: Oh, wow, so he went in the division and played for the White Sox.
0: He went Twins, Pirates, Rockies, White Sox. Oh, wow, so. So he's been done for a couple of years now.
1: And he must not have been that good if the last time I remember it was on the Pirates. Right. That's unfortunate because he was a powerhouse for a while.
0: He was. That's when the Twins were, you know, you, you heard about the Twins. You see, see him on Sports Center for guys like Maurer and Moore now. A lot. But I think they have a good chance of winning the, the division, especially, like we said, if the if the Indians pitching staff if the, yeah, dissipates a little bit. If
1: anyone on the Indians gets stealth, any of those starting pitchers, or if they have a big injury, I know is not 100% healthy right now, I can definitely see the Twins creeping in and stealing that division.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. Other than the Twins and the Indians, I really don't see any other team making a push to win the
1: division. No, Do me you? neither. No, no the Royals, Royals are too far off. White Sox don't have the pitching. And the Tigers, too many question marks. Right. They, I mean, when I think of the Tigers, I think of like thirty three year old, thirty-five year old starting pitchers right now or guys that just seem like they fell off a cliff. Who was their manager a couple years back? Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Where's he at? Is he done? I I believe he's retired. Yeah. The guy was a stud. He was with that That's your definition of <laughs> I mean <laughs> not like a stud, like, you know, a good looking guy or anything. I mean like he's just a, a hall of fame manager um, and when the Tigers were at the best, at their peak level, he was the guy that constantly led them into battle. Yeah.
0: So. He looks like a classic Major League Baseball manager, too. Like, older guy, white facial hair. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like a classic. And he always had his team's back. He was never, he, like, he was outspoken. Yep. But if you mess with one of his players, he about you hear about it. I remember seeing some old YouTube videos and clips of him going absolutely bonkers on some umpires. Kicking dirt
0: and stuff. Yeah. Gotta love it. So we covered the AL Central. That's all we got for them, unless you have anything else.
1: No, but let's let's do this quick ad read real gotcha. quick. Gotcha. Go ahead. Get this out of the way here. All right, so support for WFSC is provided in part by John's Wildwood Pizzeria, open every day at 105 Erie Street in downtown Edinburgh. For eat-in, deliver your takeout. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, calzones, wings, salad, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at JohnsWildwoodPizza.com. If
0: I'm you guys
1: pretty... want some pizza or anything else, calzones, hoagies, wings, call John's Pizza. I'm pretty hungry now. <sighs> I mean, I just had lunch before this, but... Lucky guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I ate anything today. I I don't know. That's not good, but at least you're, you're pretty sharp for the show right now, not eating I'm trying anything. my best. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to stay focused trying to provide these listeners, whoever you may be...
1: With the best content we can.
0: Best content we can. So, speaking of best content we can, Zion Williamson.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zion, one thing, I'm, everyone knows this is a baseball show. Uh, I've told some friends about it. I know Matt's told some friends with the podcast, some family. A lot of people are saying, can you guys talk about more than baseball? So we're going to try to go into one to two stories a week here. Yeah, That differ from baseball, to keep it more interesting.
0: So last week we talked some baseball movies, so we didn't stray too far away. But today, we, NCAA... We talked
1: to Robert Kraft, yeah. and now we got Zion Williamson well, here.
0: Well, it's more than Zion, I guess. But NCAA basketball is really heating up this time of year. March is right around the corner. March Madness, can't wait. It's like three days until March. February's a weird month. There's like stupid amount of days, 28, I think.
1: Yeah, 28, 29 in the leap year.
0: But... Zion Williamson, who is the premier player on Duke and is a premier player in all of college basketball, absolutely blew out his Paul George Nike shoes against UNC the other day. Yeah. Last Wednesday? Last Wednesday. Uh,
1: I, don't, I don't know what day of the week it was. Uh,
0: but Regardless, the lowest ticket price for that game was close to $3,000. Coming, to, They want to come see a guy like Zion Williamson and just a great overall game, a great overall matchup between Duke and North Carolina and then this happens, and it makes you think about the whole, should these guys be paid because if they have an, uh, an injury like this, or, I mean, it could have been a lot worse.
1: Well, to put that in perspective, you, you just said it's about getting paid, and to keep it short, I think college athletes should get paid, but everyone knows LeBron James. Yeah. When the Cavs came back against the Cav, uh, against the Warriors, Warriors in the finals, the cost for a ticket to Game 7 of that finals, LeBron's biggest game of his career, Possibly the biggest NBA game ever because Cleveland had the chance to win their first title. Yep. Was only $1,700. And that had one of the greatest finals, uh, at least at that time. Now it's always Warriors and Cavs. I mean, it won't be this year. Oh, no, definitely not this year. Because LeBron left. Definitely not this year. Just think about how big of a part of like NBA history that game was. Yeah. And that was under two grand. Well, I guess... That just makes the argument for Zion and, like, athletes getting paid even, like, more applicable. Because if you're paying $2,000 to see Duke and UNC, yes, they're rivals, but why does everyone want to go? Zion, Zion, Zion.
0: A couple things here. I guess the difference between tickets would be the band for it and the different size and venues. That could be a reason. That's true, too. But, here's a, like, I mean, Zion's not the only guy on Duke that people want to watch. R.J. Barrett? top five pick for sure.
1: Lethal shooter.
0: Lethal shooter. Uh, Trey Jones. Yeah. Duke has a great team that's going to have some really good NBA talent, but it's always headliner Zion Williamson. And he, if you guys didn't see this, look it up. He absolutely blew out his shoe like through the whole side of it. It just co- kind of collapsed. And to me, his—I mean he's big as hell yeah he shouldn't be wearing these Paul George shoes. They're a lightweight shoe.
1: The guy is not a point guard, and he is not small. He should no. not be wearing tight, narrow shoes. He's
0: like close close to three hundred pounds, six eight, six nine, whatever. He this looks is, like Shaq. He looks like Shaq. He should be wearing Timberland work boots or something while playing basketball to avoid absolutely crushing the shoe. I've never even seen anything like this. It was kind of cool to to see. But at the same time, you feel bad because you see injuries.
1: Oh yeah, you never wish an injury guy like it's never cool to see an injury. But like I've never seen anyone blow through a shoe, in the middle of a game, and then like the thing's absolutely decimated. Like we said, Matt said, go check out the video. He comes right through, and it's not like he's doing anything crazy. He is literally dribbling the ball up the court in the first minute of the game.
0: He just try to do it. Just makes one cut,
1: and the shoe's gone. Yeah. So imagine paying two thousand dollars for a ticket and wanting to see this great game and this star player in Zion and less than a minute into the game, guess what? He's done. And Duke ends up losing the game. Yeah. I I mean, they might have lost the game if Zion was in. Who right. knows? But that's a lot of money to to lose if he's a key reason why you went.
0: So does Zion sit out the rest of the season and just hope his draft stock doesn't fall?
1: <sighs> that's what I would do. Yeah. Um because you know in in college basketball, um, it's so competitive and Zion probably has a like probably has a bullseye on his head like everyone wants to make an example of him do like some crazy dunk on him make some shot over his face because he is the guy and then they'll get exposure that way yeah but the thing with Zion too he said he chose Duke for a reason he loves coach K he loves the team and he doesn't want to quit on them
0: well this kind of reminds me a little bit about Michael Porter Jr last season he didn't he played like 10 minutes of of the Missouri basketball season and still I don't remember exactly what pick he went, but he Zion... was
1: mid round, like fifteen or sixteen. But still,
0: like I mean, Zion Williamson's a more hype guy than him, and he's played more than just ten minutes of the first game. So the ten, ta- we know the talent's there. I'm, I'm. If I'm Zion Williamson, I'm done.
1: You're sitting out because I'm sitting out. I'm I mean, gonna... if Michael Porter was 15, 16, mid round pick, playing ten minutes, Zion proved what he can do. Exactly. So he's easily top ten right now.
0: Top three, I think. There's going to be three Duke players in the top ten, including R.J. Barrett, Trey Jones. Cam Reddish is good, too. Cam Reddish is good. So they got an NBA, nearly an NBA roster. They got five guys, or four guys. That's the
1: way it always is with Duke, though. Yeah. But uh, one thing about Zion, interesting fact for anyone that wants to know more about this debate. Zion Williamson has a, uh, not a contract, obviously, because it's the NCAA, but he has an insurance policy. Yeah. If he happens to fall to the 16th pick or lower in the NBA draft, Duke has to pay him $8 million.
0: That's pocket change for Duke.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yeah, that's pocket change. And regardless, I think if he sits out for the rest of the season, like you said, there's no way he's going to fall below top 10. Right. So I don't think Duke's worried about it at all. There's way too much promise. And, and, and especially when uh, you tell your team you want to come back, mm-hmm. even after this injury, and like you have really not that much to gain but so much to lose, right. you show your team players. So any team that's maybe thinking like, Oh, he got injured, we're not gonna pick him is like this guy's a team player. I want him
0: on my team. A great thing I mean, like we said, I feel bad for Zion. This it looked bad. Uh obviously you want to see a guy like him play the remainder of the season and he'd be electric in the in the tournament, but coming into the NBA, I'm thinking he's gonna get a shoe deal. I'm thinking it's not gonna be with Nike.
1: No. Uh, but that's just funny. I mean
0: So <sighs> these these other big name brands, if they wanna Sign a guy for a signature shoe, Under Armour Adidas. Even Puma just signed a bunch of rookies this year. Yeah. Who's did. he going to be? Or is, or is Zion going to say, eh, it's just one shoe I blew through and years of playing with Nikes? I don't know. I mean. So, something to think about. Does this, is this going to make him run away and sign somewhere else? Because he's going to get signed. He's going to get a shoe deal for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of the only rookies to get a shoe deal.
0: I don't know if it's going to be a signature shoe. But at, right least
1: to, yeah, but at least to wear them like his rookie season, then maybe like adapt into a signature shoe.
0: Right. I think he wore Adidas in high school. With I, this high school, but I have
1: no idea. I didn't pay attention to him until his, you know, really this year, but like probably a couple weeks before he's played his first game for Duke.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see what he does. No Bryce Harper, no word on Bryce Harper right now. I've been looking at the, the tweets and everything, and it's everything's still up in the air. We're gonna close out the show here. But we are going to do our questions for each other. You want to ask me first or I ask you? You go
1: ahead. You go first here. Let's, All right, so last, we, last week leading. on
0: episode two, we started this where we're just going to ask each other random questions, kind of just to, I don't know. They're they are not going to be run-of-the-mill questions. Last week, I asked him what his favorite type of cheesecake was, I think.
1: Yeah, it was a really weird, off-the-wall question. But But like, that's
0: what we're trying to do here, just to get maybe spark a debate. Give just, you guys
1: some, like aspect into like our minds I guess with like the way we think besides sports I feel
0: good about my question this week this is what I got for you if you could have a 10 minute conversation you have a timer, there's someone timing you All right. you can say anything with any species of animal any type of animal you can sit in a room with for 10 minutes and talk to them about anything what would the animal be and what would you ask it or talk to it about
1: that's a weird question thank you uh, all right, so that that's what this segment... This and don't is like, say dog. No, don't that, say dog, this, this segment, that's what it's all about. It's just like a weird question that's going to make you think. Yeah. Um, So a 10-minute conversation with any animal.
0: Any animal, and I'm okay. sitting in there with a timer. Like, right when you guys walk in, clink, start the timer, and you start your conversation, whatever you want to do. The animal can't start it.
1: All right, I'm going to have a 10-minute conversation with a bird of some sort a bird <laughs> i i don't know what one i'd have to look like which one travels the most throughout the world um but the reason being i would love to travel when i'm older so like having a conversation with a bird that like travels all over to all these different countries i can ask them like you think birds are going to different countries I, you know man like no I, said, way. I, I have to do i have to do some research here there's no way. i'm just giving you my answer here but um you know, one that flies, maybe even different parts of the U.S., All right, you know. that's what, I, that's... And, and things like, like that. Like a
0: goose flying south. Yeah, like... You're s- not you're not going to see a pigeon going from, like, New York City to... China,
1: I know that. <laughs> I'm not... Yeah, I, I knew that. But <laughs> it's just, maybe before I want to spend the money to travel there, or take the time off from work in the future or anything, I can get some, like, um, insight to, like, what's to be seen there.
0: For you, those listening, I'm just picturing in my head, I'm just making a manifestation <laughs> in my head of bunger walking in a room and there's a bald eagle sitting there and he's just like so where should i travel to i don't know what type of voice but just just try to imagine what type of voice this bird would have and what they would talk about and just imagine the scene paint that picture it's in gonna sound
1: head. like morgan freeman a bald yeah. eagle with the voice of morgan wow. freeman
0: just think about it if you would talk to any animal for 10 minutes what, what would it be get back to me text me i know a lot of people listening either know me or bunger so just text me and
1: yeah, I, I don't, you know, we can talk about it on next week's show if you want. Like, yeah. te- text us your responses, DM us, whatever.
0: The the funniest animal conversation we'll cover, we'll do what, two, three? Two or three? Yeah, I'm text. sure
1: we're going to have some responses here. Yeah,
0: let, let someone know what, what animal it would be, and we'll choose the most out of the box ones and cover it. Uh, But that's my question for you. What's your question
1: for me? All right, so. My original question for you is going to be sports related, but I'm going to try to get like off the wall about that. So I was originally going to ask you um if Derrick Rose didn't get injured way back and like tear his MCL like three times, if you think like he'd be a no doubt Hall of Famer? Um, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I had that debate with my friend the other day. Definitely um, yes. But to like take it away from sports and this is interesting because, obviously, there are a lot of people here with Edinburgh. If you didn't go to Edinburgh, what school would you have went to? <sighs> well, I'll tell you what. Based off my high
0: school academic career, my options were limited. If I had, like, any choice.
1: Yeah. Honestly, if you could go to any school, like, take away cost um, and take away. I say T-score because I think I got, like, a 700 on mine. Oh, okay. So, it's,
0: I I thank God every day or thank whoever you want to believe in. That Edinburgh, you know, accepted me.
1: Well, I mean, dude, we had like a ninety six percent acceptance rate when we yeah, got well, here. It's so going
0: down now, but we're <laughs> let's let's just say <laughs> I can go anywhere. Um, definitely somewhere south or west. I'm done with the snow. Mm, maybe like
1: Cal, Cali, like the University, University of like Berkeley, of like yeah, that one. Like where um, Marshawn Lynch went. Or like, and Pe- Kidd?
0: like Pepperdine. Okay. Pepperdine, maybe Oregon would be cool too,
1: Oregon would be cool, especially be cool. like us being big sports guys. I could see you like going there and like
0: yeah, somewhere with with a, either a big basketball team or a big football team or both who who would be like Michigan like Michigan I don't want to go to Michigan, it's pretty gross <sighs> not
1: Ohio State, their basketball team's bad,
0: yeah, that's I a good know. question, something to think about too
1: now now, what about a realistic school like if you didn't go here like where else do you apply that you would have went to? Would you have stayed near Buffalo?
0: No, I think I applied to one New York State college and this college, and Edinburgh actually like called me. I was I remember I was sitting at my friend's house one day, doing nothing. I got a random call. It was like the admissions office here, and I was like, I didn't even know. I thought I was gonna get like a piece of paper, Uh, but I guess uh, maybe UB University of Buffalo.
1: Okay, so you would stay near Buffalo. Yeah, maybe. I I can see that.
0: I don't know. Anyways, that's episode three. This is the dugout. We covered AL Central today. Bryce Harper has not signed yet as of Tuesday the 26th. Hopefully by next week. Next week,
1: I hope. I want to stop talking about it, honestly. Yeah. It's just once he's signed, that's it. Finito. (laughs) Finito. Thanks thanks for
0: listening again, guys. Um, We'll be back next week. What do you want to do? What division next week?
1: I mean, we did AL, then NL. I mean... We did AL East and then NL East, so do yeah. you want to do NL Central now?
0: Yep, we can do NL Central.
1: I guess just to keep it with like the whole premise of it and everything, so we can cover the Pirates and everything too.
0: We've been talking for 50-something minutes, man.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder if our listeners listen for 50 minutes.
0: If you guys listen to 50-something minutes, and you Thank can give you. me a synopsis of every part to prove that you didn't just skip to the end, I will Venmo you $5.
1: <laughs> People are gonna go to the end and just want you to Venmo them now.
0: Well that's what I'm saying. You have to give me like a a synopsis like a, everything. Play by play of what we cover, little points of basically if you listen to the whole thing, I'll Venmo you five dollars.
1: But thank you for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Look forward to doing this again next week. Like uh, you know, alongside Matt Herr, I'm Brandon Munger and this is the dugout.